Hello, everyone. Um, I wanted to take a moment. I'm trying something out. Ooh, these glasses are totally reflective, but that's okay. Um, I wanted to try something out today. Um, I've been wanting to do something on my Saturday mornings before I get my day started. So I think I'm going to start call this series um, Tech is Not Neutral. So we'll see if people like it. I will um, think about doing one. I'm not going to say every Saturday morning, but um, often. So um, we find ourselves, um, find ourselves, and this is specifically for the United States, but it's happening in various ways all over the world um, in this tense political climate. And I want to start this episode with um, tech has always been political. Um it's never been apolitical. It's always been political. And I'm going to start by, for those who want to um, disagree with that, um, by this little known law, I had never heard of it until the other day, that speaks specifically to the political um, nature of tech and how it's been able to um, proliferate um, our, our particularly social media. Um, um, pro pro uh, proliferate the conversations and, and whatnot. And then I'm going to talk about some other things that, that have been embedded in tech that makes it political from the beginning, whether we want to admit it or, or not. So this is this thing called Section 230. Never heard of Section 230, but it says I'm reading a um, TechCrunch article from it doesn't have a date on it. So um, but it says tech um, Section 230 is a short is as short as it is potent. So it's worth getting familiar with. It states no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of the information provided by another information content provider. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. And then there's a little caveat below that teases it out. No provider or user of an interactive commute, excuse me, interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So, so I'm going to keep continue to read it. When asked about Section 230, Pelosi referred to the law as a gift to tech companies that have learned that have leaned heavily on the law to grow their businesses. That provision providing tech platforms legal cover for content for content created by their users is what allow services like Facebook, YouTube, and others um, to swell to the, to the massive companies they are today. Um, and so Pelosi, it says Pelosi continuing, this is her quote, it is a gift to them and I don't, and I don't think that they are treating it with the respect that they should. And so I think that that could be a question mark and in jeopardy. I do think that for the privilege of 230, there has to be a bigger ish, um, bigger sense of responsibility on it. And it has not out of, and it is not out of the question that it could be removed. So let's, I want to unpack this because I never heard of two, 
2.30. And we on Twitter are constantly talking about why won't um, Jack get rid of this? Why won't Zuckerberg, why didn't they see this when there were canaries in the mine shaft saying, hey, a lot of the content is um, harming the most vulnerable on our um, on our platforms? Because they've been, and although we see these as publishers, as content creators, this law has given them the out to not see themselves or be legally liable for the content that has been on their platforms. And so this right here is first and foremost, and an, a, I don't even want to say indication because it's not an indication. It is a, a, a um, direct connection to the politicalness of the, yeah, I guess that's the word I'm going to use, of how tech has never been neutral how the policies and the politics of the U.S. government, um, and you see it in other countries where Facebook and Twitter are, um, let's say Germany, they know how to block things because in Germany, there are certain things that are illegal that they cannot show there. So tech has always been political. And I just want to bring this up because I never knew anything about this section 230, but it explains a lot. It, 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 to me, it gives me some context of why they've been slow to move. And when they have, it has not been in the interest of the most vulnerable. Because again, let me repeat, no pub, no provider or user of the interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So the, and I'm trying to, I want to be neutral here. As, as neutral as I can be talking about tech is not neutral, but I'm trying to, I want to be, and, and again, trying to be apolitical and talking about politics is, is interesting, but I don't want to, this to be a question of the right or the left or the, the, um, blue, or the red. This is, this two, section 230 is a gift, as she says, to any, um, pr- platform that, so it's medium, it's, um, it's, um, hell, Stack Overflow. It's any of these platforms. It's Reddit. It's, um, it's Hacker News. All these places where we were, where people are saying there's toxicity, people are getting hurt. And then there's another group of saying, well, we get to say whatever we want to. And then the leaders, people are calling on the leaders to make, to make decisions. They haven't had to at this point. So I really want to put that out. And then I want to bring, your attention to two movies that I saw. So um, that also feed into tech has never been not political. And the first one I'm going to draw your attention to is Saving Capitalism by um, Robert Reich, um, who, um, and you can see it on Netflix. And this was a movie that just kind of blew my mind because he talks about, um, there is no such thing as a free market without government making the rules of the game and the rules govern property, monopoly, contracts, bankruptcy, and, and enforcement. Um, and in this conversation, I won't get into the roots of white supremacy in any of that. That's, that's for other um, series. But for tech is neutral. I really want um, you to grasp 
And I'm going to put um, a tweet, a tweet thread that I created a few weeks ago about, I need you to research the Powell memo. And that's P-O-W-E-L-L memo. And I'm scrolling right now because I want to get to that part of my notes. So um, the Powell memo was a, um, I want to read exactly what this is. So the Powell memo um, was, it was a, was from 1971 and was commissioned by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And basically what this memo does is it was after <clears throat> this, the turbulent 60s and flower children and, and women's rights movement, women's, you know, the Women's Equality Act and Civil Rights Act and business and and conservative <clears throat> uh, leadership in this country were seeing, wanted to prevent this from going further and want, and, and I can't, they brilliantly saw that there, that they needed to stem the tide. And so, um, the gentleman's last name is Powell and I don't have the, hold on, let me click this. I'll have it right in front of me. Um, his name is Lewis F. Powell Jr. And the memo is, is a confidential memorandum and it is entitled Attack on American Free Press Systems. So this speaks to, I want to bring this up because in you, Watch Saving Capitalism, but really pay particular attention to when he talks about the Powell Memo. Go get your copy of the Powell Memo. It's on the Internet. Um, I will link to it in a in this video. I'm going to add that thread that I wrote, but it highlights um, several things of how conservatives, how business leaders in 1971, their decisions based on. And this is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. The decisions they made then, the strategy they adopted then, we're now seeing the benefits or the, they're now seeing the benefits of, and we're seeing the detriment of, if you find that to be a detriment. Um, and it goes to show you, and I'm bringing this up because there has been this week of Barr saying he's not going to redact, send un unredacted, um, 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 Mueller report, the, um, the, the finance guy saying he's not gonna give past the, um, the, the, the taxes. Um, the, the homeland security person allegedly being told, hey, if you do this illegal thing, I will give you, um, I will pardon you. All these things people are screaming and, um, the, let me not forget the, um, the blatant, targeting of a U.S. Uh, a person in Congress who's a woman of color. Um, and people are screaming in their heads off as is, as if any of this is new. I am a researcher. I have been a fanatic of World War One and particularly World War II history. So for me, this seems like, oh shit, we're, this is a replication of history. And we're going here because we didn't learn our lessons. And so... This Powell memo breaks down. It is a game plan, literally a game plan in how to move forward. And some of the things that they um, talk about is, and this is where the, because hmm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure, because tech is, 
is has never been apolitical. And I want to make sure that what I say, and that's why I'm being more nuanced in this conversation than I would normally in my other ones, what I'm saying can be heard by people who don't have the same beliefs or thoughts that I have. Um, some people would close their ears to me just because I'm a black woman. I get that. What I want to equip people with is information in this Tech is Not Neutral series. Because starting 1971, there has been a, con- a concerted, planned effort in reshaping or recasting and retelling the narrative of what the U.S. is and where we're going to go. Um, so <clears throat> one of the things um, that uh, is a quote from uh, the Powell Memo is ideological attack on the system itself. It The whole idea of the Powell Memo was to... They saw a bunch, uh, they saw that the college system particularly was educating what they considered more left leaning thought leaders. So it was intentional to put more conservative professors in schools, start doing more conservative research. Um, and, and that's why you're seeing a lot of the, that taking hold within college systems now and the, um, the um, attack on affirmative action, um, the court cases of conservative groups in colleges saying that their voices have been squashed. This all um, took place then. So I don't want to say any more about that because you're grown people. And if this is something important to you, you will do the research. So I'm going to provide that for you. But another one that I want to talk about and this is one is on Prime. I found it on Prime. It's called Requiem for the American Dream. And it's by Norm Chomsky. And if I said his name wrong, I apologize. But this is about the 10 principles of con- <clears throat> the 10 principles of concentration of wealth and power. And he, oh my God. So this, when I, and I'm selling, putting this together with the section um, 230. Um, to tell a story. If, if any, you know anything about me, I like to tell us, tell stories, draw. I'm an educator, so I like to draw parallels. So that with the saving capitalism and now with the requiem for American dream, I want, I'm saying this because I want you not to think that this is something new. These things have been in play for so long. This has been a plan. This has been a strategy. And this, these strategies, these documents have answers for countering. So, um, so principle one is reduce democracy. Principle two is shape ideology. Principle three, redesign the economy, shift the economy, both, um, shifting the economy. Both factors led to the concentration of power and wealth. Um, principle four, shift the burden. Principle five, attack solidarity. Principle six, run the regulators. Principle seven, engineer elections. <laughs> Principle eight, keep the, uh, the rebel in line. Principle nine, manufacture cons- consent. Principle 10, marginalize the population. And that brought me to Adam Smith. 
who wrote Wealth of, uh, Wealth of Nations. So I'm, 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 I'm drawing these parallels so you can see. This stuff is not new. Wealth of Nations, um, and I, I, I have it on my shelf because I can't go to it right now. Let me type because I want to see the when it was written. Um, when was the Wealth Wealth of Nations published? March 9th, 1776. So people, this stuff is not new. And so um, some Adam Smith quotes, um, the theory, the theory can be, um, okay, the, the theory that can absorb the greatest number of facts and persists in doing so generation after generation through all changes of opinions and details is the one that mu that must rule all observation. This is what white supremacy has done. It is the theory that have absorbed everything generation after generation. So when people say, and I'm going to talk about, I wasn't going to talk about this, but now this brings this up. When people say, why are we still talking about slavery? Why are we talking about reparations? Why are, um, um, civil rights. We dealt with racism and da, da 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 da. This is where this comes from, and this is something that he wrote back in 1776. It wasn't particular. It wasn't specifically the same slavery because he, like other people, I was I was property at that time. Um, but it is incumbent of us to stop. And I'm, I guess I'm saying this because I need people to stop feeling paralyzed. I need you to stop acting like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Woe is me. We're just, you know, everybody's like the dam broke this week. No, the fucking dam did not break this week. The dam was never properly. No, let me put this this way. The dam was redesigned to act this way years ago. Let's, let's say that. So because you haven't done your history you i mean you haven't yeah you haven't studied your history um you have relied on others to give you um this secondhand and thirdhand knowledge you see it as something that happened today yet just you know in our immediate past this has been something that has been in play intentionally by business and conservative leaders since seven, um since um in this document since 7 1971 um and so this stuff is not new so with that said, I hope that you, what it does to me is bring me peace of mind. Because if I didn't know all this, I think this shit was, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? This shit is like falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. No, this is, makes me optimistic because if there is a plan to get us here, there can be a plan to get us somewhere else that is more inclusive, that understands that Tech is not neutral. And because tech is not neutral and tech is not apolitical, we have to work harder in this space to make sure that the products and services that we create are not harming people. This is our job. And because tech spills over into everything, once we start seeing the benefits of this and our customers and clients start seeing the benefits of this, other industries are going to have to change. So it is about... And, and again, let me, I want to put this caveat here. I am not saying, because I understand that we in a tech space are the most diverse, even though we're not, we're, we're keeping people from coming in. We have the most LGBTQ 
T, um, LGBTQ plus concentration working or trying to work in tech. We have the, we have, um, I have never come in contact with so many trans and non-gender, uh, non-binary individuals in my life in any other industry. And that is a gift. Um, we have hardworking, smart people of color, um, black, brown people of, um, here, women taking up the course. We, and, and, and finding their voices where we couldn't in other industries. So we are in a position to really fuck some shit up. We are really in the, in, in the position to push against some things. Cause when I look at a year of pushing back on Stack Overflow and seeing that, um, their, their, um, um, CEO has decided to step down because he now recognizes that he is not the person to lead them to a more inclusive environment. And I know the people who are behind the scenes within that organization have been pushing those initiatives. That brings me hope. That says we are able to do this. So this is not about the left or the right. This is about how do we create spaces that prioritize the most vulnerable in our communities because those are the ones who are the canaries in the minefield who are always going to be attacked and harmed first. And once they're gone, the shit rolls uphill. So don't think if you are a staunch Trump supporter and you're in tech that this, this, these things will not affect you. Um, they will affect you. Um, hey, Kristen, I should have known you're going to be here. Love you. Um, they will affect you because this is not, tech has never been apolitical. At some point, it will shit on you too. So it is our best, it is in our best interest to figure out how to have these conversations. And that's something I've been working on. I have, um, if you um, heard the podcast with Alice, that podcast came out of me fucking up on, on Twitter because I really want to have a conversation about white trans women coming into brown and black spaces with women, uh, particularly lesbian women, and how do both be in a space where they, their marginalizations are honored and safe without whiteness being the oppressor of either. Um, so this week's podcast was about with Chandra was about whiteness and Jewishness and how when Jews who are white passing and who have had the benefit of whiteness don't recognize that they become the oppressor of brown and black um, Jews who are now the targets. So. It is about, I've just really been having these conversations about, we are so diverse in so many ways. How do we truly create spaces that are safe, that are safe? Because if the most marginalized are safe, then everybody's safe. And so this is goals for people who, who rail and scream about why do we need a code of conduct? Um, code of conduct is a reactionary basic bullshit, um, that says, um, this is a basic human, how we would act towards each other as human. It doesn't even say anything about um, deep conversation. This just gives a baseline. And if you can't agree with that baseline, you either need to, and this is where I just get on my soapbox. Um, you either get it or you get out because it's coming. There are more people in this space that recognize Wherever your political leanings are, whatever your background, poor, rich, white, 
um, Indian, Native, um, in, um, in, um, Indigenous, whatever, we can no longer as an industry create products and services that harm other people. We cannot do it. So we need to figure this out or we are be, will be held liable. And I'm going to bring this back because I'm a great educator, bring this back to Section 230. And so for those who are just joining us, 230 is something in the law that I did not even know existed. But it, it shows that that um, tech has never been neutral. Tech has never been apolitical because this sentence says no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider, which says, which totally explains to me why Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, um, um, Hacker News, all the YouTube, all these spaces have been slow to do anything about protecting the most vulnerable on their platforms because they are protected in this law. But Pelosi says it's a gift and she's saying she's thinking that they're thinking about taking that gift away. So we need to think about the things we do. Tech has never been apolitical. Tech has never been neutral. So how do we move forward and protect us all? So thank you. Have a great day. Happy Saturday. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. I would like once again to give thanks to the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist, Professor Ibram X. Kendi. Learn more about his work at his website at ibramxkendi.com. Please consider becoming an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene movement by visiting the website at hashtagcallthescene.com. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.